Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Q1370 WQLL. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the contents in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review. Today on Catholic Baltimore, we're talking with Dr. Dr. Tim Tooten Sr. about his new book, Leading by Example, A Parental Guide to Teaching and Modeling Christian Faith at Home. Now, you're probably familiar with Tim Tooten's face and voice. Uh, Dr. Tooten has shared Maryland's stories as an Emmy-winning journalist for WBAL-TV 11 News since 1988. A lot of people don't know that he's also a pastor and founder of Harvest Christian Mysteries, Ministries, a non-denominational church in Baltimore County. Reverend Tooten holds a Doctor of Ministry degree from Virginia Seminary in Lynchburg. He also received his Master of Arts degree from St. Mary's Seminary University, Ecumenical Institute of Theology in Baltimore, and that's the country's oldest seminary. Welcome to the show, Tim. We're glad to have you. It's great to be here. I tell you, it's a beautiful day. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your book, Leading by Example. It's got some great information for parents and children and worksheets that families can do. What what was the genesis behind this? You know, it actually started, I began the work Harvest Christian Ministries about 11 and a half years ago. And during that time, I would get parents coming to me and saying, well, Pastor, uh, I brought my son or I brought my daughter, and they have a question about some part of the faith. And I would pull them aside, and I would give them the answer. And then it occurred to me that maybe we could find a way to help parents do what I'm telling them. In other words, I'm sure that by them being the first teachers, they could be equipped to do it. So as a result of that, uh, I got my master's at St. Mary's, went on to do my doctoral work, and that became the focus. Mm -hmm. How do we equip parents to understand their faith in a better way? and then have the impact on their children when it comes to things of faith. Yeah, John, Pope John Paul II called the family the domestic church. Yeah. You know, that that's really where everything has to start. You talked about it when, in the book, you talked about growing up and your dad waking you on Sunday mornings <laughs> to go to church and just, he was absolutely insistent that you go. Uh, why is it so important for parents to encourage or, or even require their kids to attend religious services? That is so important. It was during that time it was kind of a it wasn't a question about whether you would go or not mm-hmm. and of course once you got older you realized that there was something to this right. i think it's important to lead by example and i still i very much believe in the church and i believe in the worship experiences even though we're living in a society Chris, where you know there is many soccer games going on and lacrosse games on sunday sure uh, and so i still believe that the parent has to be the one to expose their children uh, and, and how often you do that, uh, preferably more than once or twice a year. But if it's important to you, your children will see it's important, and they'll want to do it. They may hesitate, you. but I think that if they say, okay, this really is important to them. Yeah. <laughs> so. this, just this weekend, uh, my wife and I got you know got out of church. We went to 9 o'clock Mass, so about 10.30 or so, we got to the grocery store to start picking our stuff up. And I could not believe the number of, of parents and families that were there and clearly they were not on their way home from church. Yes. This was Sunday morning was go grocery shop and not go to religious services. And so I, I just kind of felt for them just some some sadness that they didn't that they're not providing that example to their kids. You know, and I often hear way too often, Chris, people say, Well, you know what, it's important, but 
I'm going to let them choose what they want to do. And I said, well, you wouldn't let them choose in other areas when it comes to faith. And, and my whole issue here is not so much that they should know a lot. I mean, many of us were fortunate to come up in a faith household to where we kind of got it or we caught it along the yes, way. Yes. Uh, but I think it's so important to add in and let that be the center of what you are about. And, and I found that people thought they knew something but didn't really know it. This guide, this book, I think, gives them some very basics mm-hmm. of the faith. As you said earlier, scripture-based so that they could uh, put it in the back seat uh, between practices mm-hmm. uh, or sit down with the children, maybe doing homework time. Mm-hmm. Say, so, well, let's just throw this in. Mm-hmm. Or maybe doing the grace. Yeah. Somehow we, we've, got to, we've got to continue, and I feel very strong about this, to expose them yeah. to what's so important. Yeah, and, it, and if parents don't show that this is important, the kids are never going to get that. Correct. I mean, maybe at some point when they grow up and they find that inner yearning for faith, that, that inner yearning for something bigger than they are, then maybe they'll come to that. But if they don't have a foundation in faith from when they were little, it's just not going to come through, right? I've had parents say to me, I've got a 16-year-old. Where's the book on this? And I'm saying, well, I haven't written that book yet. <laughs> but what I can tell you is, is that there has to be something. And I, I'm, I'm, I was out of town over the weekend with my, my grandsons, nine and six. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of forgotten the active lifestyle of parents. I mean, there's a lot going on. There sure is. But there's still pockets of time uh, and places for us to do this. And I think that we have got to be the ones that say this is an important part of who we are. And it's been handed down, and we've got to we've got to start planting the seeds. We, we really have to. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important. It's so critical. It is. Now, along with a lot of other people in ministry, because I've seen this before, but I, I loved seeing it in your book, Leading by Example. Uh, you encourage people to use the word acts as yes. a way to develop a, a varied prayer life. So, what does acts a c t s mean in this context? Well, it, it means, and of course, the bigger words, adoration. You know, they're really saying that God really is all-powerful and he's the one to be lifted up. Confession, that, uh, you know, it's important uh, to talk about a sin life. That, you know, you tell your kids, hey, I made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. But here's, here's the, the thing that's important, that I can confess my sins uh, under Jesus Christ. And then thankfulness, being thankful. Uh, you know, I, I just love acronyms. You know, yeah, yeah. ACT, thankfulness. Uh, you know, and then, of course, supplication, being able to pray for others. Mm-hmm. And children have such a heart for that. You know, for their friends, uh, they, they really want to pray. I often kid about my son when he was uh, you know, 9 or 10 years old. And to hear him pray, he prayed about things that were important to him. He prayed about his video game and his new shoes. and uh, You know, but, but yeah. they, they were thankful for some place to live, food to eat. That's a great way to start. And it's something that they can remember and what parents can remember. Because, you know, they may have learned prayers that were all over the place. Sure. But here's just one little piece that can maybe help me. Uh, you know, to trigger something even within my own spirit. Yeah. I remember hearing years ago about a family that, that you know, in their night prayers, and they so they asked the kids, so what do you want to pray for? And the and the kid said, can we pray for, and it was a celebrity's name, who who was in the news for, for having depression. Yes. And the, the kid said, can we pray for so-and-so? And the parents were like, wow, that's great to hear. <laughs> First of all, absolutely, yes, because everybody needs our prayers, even if they're far away from us and we don't know them. But the fact that the kid had connected this celebrity that they were reading about and hearing about on TV and their depression and saying, I can make a difference by praying for that person. You know, it's wonderful. Our kids will take in as much as we'll give them. Mm-hmm. I, I really do believe that 
Um, you know, we live in a technological society. I believe that when you lay it out there uh, in a fun way, in an important way, that I think kids can gravitate toward that. I, I really am, I'm, I'm a hopeful person. You know, we talk about all the technology, mm-hmm. but I think that kids have the ability to learn, and if we continue to put that in front of them, maybe it's it's some kind of an app. And I was giving some self-promotion here. I do a daily devotional mm-hmm. called Seeds of Encouragement. It's a little podcast. It's a minute and 20 seconds. But my daughter tells me, Dad, we hear it on the way to school. There I can plug that in. It's a minute and 20 seconds, and it's scripture, it's prayer, it's a word of encouragement. And so, on the move. You know what, this came out of, first, a part of the whole scripture base, uh, you know, came out of uh, the whole book of Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. where it talked about putting, you know, the word on your, on your eyelids and putting it on the frontlets. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with a friend of mine at work, and she said, oh, that's the Shema. And, and the Jewish faith still practices this sense of, putting things visually around the home so that children can get it. Mm-hmm. I think we have to continue to do that. I'm, I'm really hopeful. Yeah, and it's great for it to be based in Scripture. Yes, that's so important. Because, you know, we, we've all come up with some of the the, uh, the things that were true and tried and tested, mm-hmm. and then you realize that, uh, you know, things like respect is Scripture-based. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get mm-hmm. home on time, that's Scripture-based. Uh, you know, you will uh, have respect, Scripture-based. So those things are all based in uh, in, in the Word of God, which is so important. We can never get away yeah. from that. And that's not new. That's been around for <laughs> millennia. Right. Amen. So, all right. After the break, we're going to talk some more with Dr. Tim Tooten Sr. about his new book, Leading by Example, A Parental Guide to Teaching and Modeling Christian Faith at Home. This is Chris Gunty, and you're listening to Catholic Baltimore. Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world from the Catholic Review. The Trump administration October 6th issued interim rules expanding the exemption to the contraceptive mandate for religious employers, such as the Little Sisters of the Poor, who object on moral grounds to covering contraceptive and abortion-inducing drugs and devices in their employee health insurance. Leaders of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops praised the action as a return to common sense, long-standing federal practice, and peaceful coexistence between church and state. An October 6th statement by Cardinal Daniel DiNardo of Galveston, Houston, USCCB President, and Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, Chairman of the USCCB's Ad Hoc Committee for Religious Liberty, said the new rule corrects an anomalous failure by federal regulators that should never have occurred and should never be repeated. The church leaders also said the decision to provide the religious and moral exemption to the HHS mandate recognizes that faith-based and mission-driven organizations and those who run them have deeply held religious and moral beliefs that the law must respect. More than 200 people in the Archdiocese of Baltimore participate in an organized ministry that responds to specific requests for prayer. Across the Archdiocese, countless others engage the power of intercessory prayer, remembering their own needs as well as those of people in the wider community and around the world. Their words are not wasted according to the teachings of the Catholic Church. Pope Francis has repeatedly emphasized the importance of prayer, noting in 2013 that when we don't pray, we close the door to the Lord. Pat Nadolny coordinates the Archdiocesan Prayer Ministry, gathering and sharing requests that are submitted via the Catholic Review, Facebook, a telephone hotline, email, and other smaller prayer groups. Nadolny calls it the most rewarding job she has ever had. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, this is Christopher Gunty. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? 
Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, The Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have The Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android and follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Q1370 WQLL. We're back and we're talking with Dr. Tim Tooten Sr. about his new book, Leading by Example, A Parental Guide to Teaching and Modeling Christian Faith at Home. You know Tim Tooten from WBAL-TV, but he's also a pastor uh, in a local church here in Baltimore, and we're glad to have you. I guess you can call me a, a, a bivocational pastor. I there guess you I'm go. like Paul, a tent maker, uh, yeah, and yeah. also uh, uh, some who in the church. You know, I like about this book, and I was really, when it first came in, when I, I got it published, which was back in late June, and a copy came to the house. I said to my wife, this thing is huge. She said, honey, it's a guide. Yeah. And she reminded me that it really is a book that's large enough right. uh, for the kind of print that I want. Right. <laughs> and also, you can actually go in. There are lesson plans in the book. You can actually sit down. You can fill in the blanks. Yeah. And for the children, it's age appropriate. You can actually go in and do word puzzles. You can go in. You can color. Yeah. And, uh, and there are family activities. So that's the kind of book I think if I was still at the age where I had young kids that I could just grab it mm-hmm. and it was there and big enough to where they could actually keep it sure. uh, down the road. And kids, of course, are used to working with a yes. book this size because that's all the workbooks they have. It's a big at book. School. You know, it's that kind of eight and a half by 11 kind of thing. So, you know, you, t- you tell us, uh, people, your book will help them ask some p- pretty big questions mm. like, how do I teach my kids about God? How do I grow my child's faith? Before you tackle some of those questions, mm. though, I want to ask you one <laughs> of the basics. What happens when parents aren't even asking those questions? How does that affect our families and community when, when they're not even thinking about how to teach their kids about God? I think it's a great risk. Uh, I think that, and my, my premise was that there are people who don't know much about faith mm-hmm. and they've not been exposed. And so for them, you can't expect them to say, well, let's talk about the Lord's Prayer right. if they've never prayed it. But boy, I think that's so important to learn the Lord's Prayer. And, and what a great starting point. But you're right. Uh, even those of us who may have grown up in the church, uh, we knew a lot and we had to practice that. Mm-hmm. I think what you're finding, and I have no research uh, except to say that 74% of parents in this survey uh, said we don't know, we're not equipped. Right. And so parents admit, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. And so I think that when it comes to uh, this whole part about, about God, that this first section of the book is a refresher. Mm-hmm. It takes them through a very basic, what don't I know, and then I can go and share with the children. So it's nothing to be ashamed about. Right. Uh, but I think that with our faith, uh, I preached that on, on yesterday, uh, on, on Sunday at my church, about growing up in the faith mm-hmm. and being mature, that it, it's, it's right there. We've got to find some way 
to get it in. And so for a parent, you, you said, who has no real concept, and that's not surprising. Right. <laughs> that, you know, no. there are generations who said, I, I, I either I went to, to school, but I just, you know, it was Didn't all. absorb it. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think that we have to uh, draw them in and let them know, first of all, it's user-friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that a guy like this is not something that's going to quiz you and in the back, you've got to answer the question, or you get, you know, you'll, you'll yeah, get yeah. a ruler or something. Yeah, yeah. But that try it, yeah, try it. You know, I remember years ago, I was a, I was a catechist for a, a seventh grade class of kids, and we were going through several things, and we we were talking kind of as a side thing about some basic prayers, the sure. Lord's Prayer, Hail Mary, um, and the kids didn't know them. And I said, okay, we're going to put the book aside for the next two weeks, and we're going to take apart those prayers. We're going to learn what those bit prayers are. We're, you're, going to, you're going to learn the prayers, but you're going to learn what it is that those prayers are saying because there's great, great wisdom in those, in those little bitty prayers. You know, I mean, It takes 20 seconds to say the Hail yes. Mary, about 30 seconds to say the Our Father. But what's in that is amazing. And so when we don't have that kind of background for kids, Maybe their parents never had that. Maybe their parents didn't, didn't learn enough or don't know how to teach it. And so that's where we go. And I, I think parents really want, and I, as I look at the, the Catholic schools, they really want their children uh, to get that kind of education. Mm-hmm. And I, I was out in Indianapolis is where my grandkids are. And my oldest grandson is a student at St. Monica School. Mm-hmm. And so I spent mass with him on, uh, on a couple of days ago. But what I do know is that he's getting some Christian principles into his life. That's great. And so even when he comes up to visit here, mm-hmm. he wants to read the scripture. He wants to do the prayer. And yeah. so that's because there's a daily exposure. So, But even if you don't have that, there is something you can do. And I think a guide like this will at least give you step-by-step um, step I think it's non-threatening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can really do this and, and pick up some things. Yeah. And as, as you said earlier, here's how I find it. G- give me a Bible. and I can kind of find it and connect it. Mm-hmm. So how can parents teach their kids about God? What's, well, where do they start? You know, I think the real piece is, and you look at the title of this book, it's Teaching and Modeling. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think our children are watching us. And so they want to see consistency. It's one thing to say, I'm going to spend an hour with you talking about Christ. Mm-hmm. But then if you look at me in the next hour, I'm doing something that does not reflect what I just taught. So I think the kids pick up so much, right. as we did, mm-hmm. by watching our parents. Yes. As I, I, that's my encouragement to parents is live the life and walk the walk. No, we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. But let your children catch you doing the right things and making the right decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think that they'll be impressed by that. And what may, they may not realize is the, the underpacking of that is, is faith. Is that the best way for parents to be the spiritual leader in their homes, to be good models, to show that they have a prayer life, to, I mean, even if they're not theologians, yes. but just to at least do those basic things? It has to be because you know parents spend... The time with their kids. I mean, you know, from from getting up and getting breakfast and getting going to that drive to work to that picking up in the afternoon, uh, that's what they see. And, of course, we we talk about family, and you you see the guide shows the nice little family in silhouette. Mm -hmm. That's not always everybody's case. Uh, We have blended families. We have families of single households. But I think wherever you find yourself, there's an opportunity uh, with the community Mm -hmm. to do good and to do your best 
to model that faith. And teaching is not always, uh, uh, you know, what you write down. That's right. It's, it's what kids are going to see. And, and they see it all. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen, you know, many things, you know, you, you go to these kind of self-help workshops and they, and they say, think about somebody in the past who had a great impact on you. And it was, was it because of what, it, what they said or because of what they did? Right. And a lot of times that, that'll be what that person did, the way they modeled living a good life. Yeah. They say, I want to be like that person. <laughs> Honest. And things like honesty. Uh, kids watch that, mm-hmm. you know. How you react to a situation, uh, you know, kids like that. And I think they, they look at it, and as they get older, while they may not be able to go and find an exact scripture passage, they still know that if you think it's important, then maybe I should do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the same token, how do we live our lives? And that's always a, a daily walk with Christ is how do I, am I letting my light so shine yeah. that folk may see my yeah. Good works. Yeah. I Thank fall, you. I get back up. I fall, I get back Seven up. Seven times. Sometimes I fall a lot more, and then I get back up. And then even that is that, you know, that, that uh, I was having a conversation with my kids. Oh, you were like this. I said, I did all that. And that the best way I knew how, because I'd seen some modeling from uh, from that Sunday school teacher I mentioned in the book, uh-huh. and from my father, who was more so the, the one that guided it. Uh-huh. You know, he may not have come to the table, but he, he made sure that you knew it was time for church, time to get up. Time to make the move. So there was a, you know, we weren't this perfect home, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But there were some things there that became so important. My mom's 87 now. Oh, and she uh, got one of the first copies of the book. And <laughs> so she's excited about it. Good. She goes, that's not bad. I said, well, you, you know this book, Mom. Yeah, I learned it from you. <laughs> exactly. There you go. So just talk real briefly. we got just a little bit of time left. But talk a little bit more about some of these worksheets in the back of the book. Uh how do you envision parents working with their kids on this? And, and are there right answers and wrong answers for them to check in the back of the book? Yeah, and certainly as you look at this, uh, in each section, there's a whole section one which is just for parents. And, in fact, I've already gone out some places and actually taught that, that area of it. Mm-hmm. It gives kind of a how-to. And so parents can look at it. They can know how to, how to line things up. It's almost a step-by-step. Find a quiet place in the home. Open the book. Uh, write down. And so they can actually sit down step by step. When I wrote this out, the curriculum had to be so basic that a parent could sit down with them. And so each one, you can write it and say, well, at this particular hour, we did this. Mm-hmm. Or there's a family activity and we did this. So the idea was is that you wouldn't have to try to figure this out. Yeah. But it would be almost in your face. Uh, I like this lesson. Uh, does he think I don't understand this? It's so elementary. But I love elementary, Chris. It works. <laughs> so, it works. Uh, and that's, that's what we tried to do is I've, I've seen many guides out there that's been either just for the parents or just for the kids. But this is one I think that we've got to get our parents to a place to where uh, they can grab a hold of this and mm-hmm. feel comfortable sharing it with their children and their grandchildren. I must add that there in. Yeah, good. Is that, uh, you know, that's uh, when I've sold the book around, Person say, this is just what I need for my son and son and daughter-in-law, okay. and, and because or when I have them at my house, I'm going to use this. <laughs> and there so, you go. and that's that, that's been great. And so we're able to to get it out there. And, and programs like this certainly help us to get the word out. We yeah. certainly appreciate uh, the archdiocese allowing us to come on yeah. and to talk faith. And to be able to even share with the Archbishop, I got him a copy. Oh, that's good. And he, he wrote back and said, thank you. There you go. Because I have great respect for what uh, what you are doing in the community. 
That's great. Well, tell people where they can get the book. The book is called Leading by Example, A Parental Guide to Teaching and Modeling Christian Faith at Home. Where, where can they get it? I'm going to go backwards. I'm coming to a neighborhood near you. Okay. Uh, I've, I've got some bookings at some of the public libraries in Baltimore County and around, but Amazon has it. Okay. I would recommend getting the paperback copy because that way you get the whole copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barnes & Noble has it right. on their it's shelves. It's kind of tough to do the worksheets on yeah. Kindle, right? <laughs> That's right. You can't do it. Yeah. And of course, uh, the company I work with is a faith company out of Orlando called Zulon Press. Okay. But if you just go in and you go to Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and put in Tim Tooten. You say, that's a long title. That's just put in T-I-M-T-O-O-T-E-N and it'll come up. There you go. And, uh, and certainly uh, look for my social media page. I'll be out uh, putting the word out, coming uh, to a neighborhood near you. <laughs> good, good. Well, we've been talking today with Dr. Tim Tooten Sr. about his new book, Leading by Example, A Parental Guide to Teaching and Modeling Christian Faith at Home. Thanks so much for being with it's us It's been today. my pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you. This is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review, and you've been listening to Catholic Baltimore. Child abuse is not only a crime, it's also a sin. The Archdiocese of Baltimore has long made the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through rigorous training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator, who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.